Hello and welcome to another Cage Club Revisit. This episode 48, Army of One from 2016. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. Hey, do you want to hear our... So, okay. <laughs> One of these episodes, I'm going to get it right. This episode that you're listening to now is supposed to be listened to while... This feels like the Mr. Show pre-taped. Yeah, I, it always does. It always does. You know, right in next week... Next week is about the elderly. Yes. If you're watching this episode about pets... Do not write in about pets. Write no. in about the elderly. Yes, we'll be talking about that next week. <laughs> this episode is meant to be listened to while you watch the movie Army of One. Do that. If you want to hear us just talk about it in a more concise and edited function where we probably don't talk about Endgame and my favorite movie on my <laughs> 2000s list, uh, go listen to episode 82 of Cage Club Prime where Lindsay Gibb joined us to talk about this delightful, weird, wacky movie. We are in the middle of wedding season, so it's something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. We just did... Birdie! Birdie. We did... the ten- Right now we're going to do Army of One. In two weeks we're going to do Gone in 60 Seconds, and then in four weeks... We are going to do The Boy in Blue, so just keep that all in your brain. That's right, because it's sculling season. We're watching the DVD here on Mike's system. We have the menu up right now, Russell Brand in the van. We're going to hit play in three, (laughs) two, one, play. Play. Nice tight Mm 90-minute movie, I believe. I believe so. So, Mike, you read the last episode. Uh Uh-huh. Back of the DVD case. Shout out to High School Slumber Party. Here is what this movie is about. Directed by Larry Charles, in parentheses, Borat and Bruno. Oh, yeah, my wife. With screenplay by Rajiv Joseph and Scott Rothman, in parentheses, Draft Day, starring Kim Costner, Army of One is the mostly true story of Gary Faulkner, Nicholas Cage, mm-hmm. an ex-con, unemployed handyman in modern-day Don Quixote, who receives a vision from God, Russell Brand, telling him to capture Osama bin Laden. Armed with only a single sword purchased from a home shopping network, Gary travels to Pakistan to complete his mission. While on his quest, Gary encounters old friends back home in Colorado, the new friends he makes in Pakistan, the enemies he makes of the CIA, and even God and Osama themselves. Rain Wilson, Paul Shear, and Wendy McClendon Covey also star in this hilarious tale of patriotism and one man's quest That's for justice. Right. We are kicking things Pretty off good. here with some uh, news footage, I believe. If you want to see the real-life Gary Faulkner be interviewed by David Letterman, just head to YouTube. Is it a? Do you think it's a? Is it a deleted feature on the DVD? I'm not sure. I think look at the box. Sure. The box is right there. Let's see. I don't believe so. This is pretty bare bones. No, it's got special feature: the making of Army of One. I just remember after seeing this movie and realizing it was a real dude, I had to go back and see uh, what the guy was really like. And he is one of those sort of larger than life kind of guys. I'm crossing off uh, Twin Peaks connection because they are literally on mountains right now. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> Oh, Twin Peaks. uh. (laughs) Wacky wardrobe. There it is, if you have it. Does this count as airplane or airport? Well, not airport, but hang glider. This is a beautiful shot. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of Birdie a little bit with his flying wings. It really does. His contraption. (laughs) That was, I think, my uh, Facebook cover photo for this movie process that I stopped doing because it's just it's just Paul Walker smiling at the end of Fury 7 forever and ever. <laughs> so later on they get into a little bit of a 007 debate in this movie and I have to say I side uh, with Rain Wilson when he says Timothy Dalton that's my bond I mean one of his two movies the one the first movie he did I think is maybe my top three favorite Bond films the second movie Timothy Dalton did is maybe in like my last three favorite Bond films but he is great in both of them yeah 
the first one is almost like Casino Royale. It's great. It's like really rough and rogue Bond. And then the next one is as if they took that and threw it in like the the height of like the 80s. And it just got so sort of like cartoony again, I think. I think Benicio Del Toro's in one of them too. I am crossing off so far subtitles or non-credits text because he said Gary age 12. I also got magic oh. mysticism because he's being talked to by God. Oh, good. Yeah. Russell Brand is God. Look at that. So that's supposed to be Young Cage. Yeah, man. Killer eyebrows on that kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's just his glasses. <laughs> I was thinking about getting man. those, like, getting rid of the bottom of the frames and just having the lens like that. Time jump, 35 years Shout of time out jump. Colorado. Oh, we actually did get flashback because we were starting it in modern day with him flying. Mm-hmm. I mean... Oh, he's going to wake up in the house. There's a few, but this, I think, is a kind of... This could be gift-worthy. But I think him flying is gift-worthy. And... There's also Cage freaks out. Cage on the phone. Pickles. I think he's talking to Jeff Pickles from Kidding on Showtime, starring Jim Carrey. Narrator. It turns out to be um, Sasso. Mike Sasso from Mad TV. Will Sasso? Will Sasso. So in the the Norm MacDonald interview show that's on Netflix, he had like a like a dry run on YouTube. Do you remember those by any chance? I and, don't. Okay, so in one of his interviews, he uh, he was talking to someone about Mad TV, and he's like, when were you there? Was it post-Sasso? Okay, and so... Actually, with Andrea, the term post-Sasso just, like, cracks us up now, like, 24-7. I just remembered that. Post-Sasso. I am writing down, I'm adding to the bingo card for future games, Patriotism. Ah. You're sleeping in that red, white, and blue flag. Yes. Well, I think he's more of a nationalist, but okay. So I feel like, you know, <laughs> he, you know, he went to war. Like, if he goes to war, there's a lot of different ways that he could, you know, support his country. The voice is amazing. To have this type of energy while being on dialysis, like, you got to be really tightly wound. Unless he's just imagining all these rants and raves and that he's actually not saying a damn thing. Across off extreme facial expression because I feel like it's not not that the entire movie. Wow, you got a good card. I got, like, nothing yet. <laughs> oh right, Paul Shears in this movie. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his his small, skinny, bald friend, and his kind of big, fat, bald friend. <laughs> war, cross that off. Oh yeah, yeah. It's big, big. I was going to cross off from before someone makes a oh, threat. Extreme facial expressions. I mean, that was when he was like, oh, of course, right? And yeah. Did you cross off airplane or airport? No. Okay. 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 <laughs> There's a helicopter in that. Oh, TV helicopter. Though. OBL. Never forget that this is the movie in which he refers to himself. Nicholas Cage, the character actor, oh, that's the character, right. says that end, Nicholas Cage should play him in a movie. I like triple lost my mind when that happened because I was having so much fun with this movie to begin with. 
because this was at the end of like kind of a rough year that that uh, 2017 I mean 16, was it 16 okay so it was like Snowden USS Indianapolis yep. like that kind of stuff coming out at the end of the year that was a year that we got five I think five releases mm-hmm. though so mm-hmm. and we got like five or six the next year too but nothing last like year. last year's eight and so far we've got nothing cage with a knife someone makes a threat if you don't have that cross off already <laughs> I love the cadence of his voice. Like he's doing that Charlie Bodell like pitch, but he's giving it more of like a bite. It feels. Look at him just sitting. <laughs> he's so casual in this with the beard. Oh man, I just had a thought. Cage is Santa. Mm. He's got that kind of. He looks like drunk Santa. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is great. The idea that he doesn't work there, but he just goes around telling people, like, what to buy. Is this you at the tile store? This was me at Home Depot last week. Yeah. I bought a toilet last week. <laughs> Prices are pretty much, yeah, spot on. So with the news breaking this week as we're recording, probably about four weeks ago as you're listening to this, that Keanu Reeves may be in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Mind-blowing. I can't believe it. If that's true. I don't know, man. That's I don't know. I was talking to Joe, too, about it. Uh, We'll talk about it on the Relap Recap episode of Too Fast, Too Forever, which is out already. But... Obviously, we want Nicolas Cage in those movies, but I feel like Keanu Reeves is such a better fit for those. Yeah. We're saying that, you know, if Cage, I think we talked about this before on the show, if Cage was in the Too Fast, in the Fast and Furious universe, he would have to be like a Sonny Chiba character, like not the main like, like a, point. Mm-hmm, he can't fight. That's the no. thing. Keanu can throw down and fist the cuffs. Unfortunately, Cage cannot. He could shoot a gun. He could be a Mr. Nobody kind of guy or a cop, like, at the, like a, one of the precinct cops. But yes, Keanu can actually run and gun and jump and kick and punch and all so that. So I haven't read any of the articles about it. I just saw the headlines and I'm losing my mind over it. People are saying – because I think they're just referring to him as his character, John Wick, might fight Hobbs and Shaw. But I would love to see him – like some like one of Joe's friends said that he would love to see him as Johnny Utah in the movie, just like as a cop yeah. trying to catch them or something. Yeah, no, it would be interesting to see if like, you know, uh, they, sent, they send Keanu in to keep like – a rain on Hobbs and Shaw. The one thing I'm worried about is that no major, major site has picked it up yet, I don't think. Like, Screen Rant was the biggest one that I saw, which was the one that I posted. But I was telling Joe that I was going through my... I get Google alerts for, like, all of our... Like, I get, like, 15 a day or whatever, right? And I'm going through them, and, like, all the ones now are about Cage saying Purple Rain karaoke or Charlize Theron's trans kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, like... It's the same story that people just keep regurgitating for six or seven days in a row. It's the yeah. same thing. So, like... I, I enter and I archive and I enter and I archive and I just see like Keanu Reeves joins Hobbs and Shaw. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? Whoa, what? <laughs> and so I looked back. I was like, holy shit. I mean, it's rough now because it's getting to a point almost where I don't even want to read headlines sometimes. Like I've stopped you know, clicking on a lot of... Well, that's why, you know, the Hobbs and Shaw, like Joe 2 watched the second... Oh, that's great. Living on a Prayer, a little Jersey Jovi action too. 
So, Joe, you watched the second Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, they sh- very, very spoilery. They Did showed it? it. Well, they showed an amended version in front of Endgame. They showed like a shortened version. So I, I did see a lot of it. Um, it's insane. And, airplane or airport. And I, I, while I will say, one might think, okay, I feel like they gave one big thing away, but the rest of it is just like action stuff. Like I feel like that's not as spoilery as but it story. Is, stuff. It is though. Like I don't want to even see the action. Yeah, like, it is reason, in those movies. The reason yeah. why I was so like everyone shit on Terminator Genesis, and I watched it, and I was just like, oh, I kind of like this movie. But they showed every action scene in that trailer. Like I was just and waiting. the reveal, and yeah. the same thing. We were talking about this on an episode where, like, Furious Seven, you know that the car is going to be jumping between buildings. So Joe was like, as soon as they got in the building, you're like, oh, this is the building that they jumped out the car out of. Like, I don't want to see the action. But, like, in headlines, going back to the reason I'm talking about this, the headlines referring to Idris Elba as Black Superman, Joe said that, like, he calls himself Black Superman. Yeah, he does, yeah. But Not only that, in the, and then The Rock says he is Black Superman. So, like, it's a big thing in the movie where, I guess, you know... Because, like, the, the trailer that came out, I think, is, like, three minutes or three and a half minutes or something like that, and... Joe said it spoils yeah. plot, it spoils some jokes, it spoils like some character reveals, it spoils action scenes. He's like, I would not, like, do I, not watch it. I will say this, though, having seen the new one, like, watching the first trailer doesn't really give anything away well, now. That's so, what I was, like, that's you what could we go back saying. and you could yeah. probably watch the first one and be like, all right. Well, I watched that one. We watched, I watched that one before because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Joe and I thought we would have to keep up. He's like, I kind of wish I didn't, you know. Oh, well, we'll live and learn. I mean... Do you think if God appeared to someone that he would be as as cheeky as this and well, just keep moving his face around? I mean, maybe. Look, like that kind of move? Yeah. Possibly. Isn't the whole... I mean, it's it's all like the supreme intelligence, right? Like, you just... It, you see, Everyone sees something different. That's the and way I, guess, I imagine. I guess this is his mania. Yeah. Itself. Well, or, or if it's not, if it is that divine intervention, like, this is how Gary chooses to interpret it. Kind of like... The closest approximation our mind can conceive of it is a clown, you know, but like its true form is uncomprehensible to yeah. a human mind kind of thing. The, resi- Which, the residual th- self-image of it is a clown. That is, and not just a clown, but like a childlike freaky clown. <laughs> like, what the hey, hell? Georgie. What the hell? It? I mean, come on. Everybody's gone. Mm. I feel like she was in something recently too. But she's in Reno Nine One One. Yeah, I loved her. I love that. That show is just crazy. I always she's in that another show. show. I think maybe on like she like on Speechless or something. <laughs> so uh, Brian Rodriguez of the High School Slumber Party podcast. Just sent me a note on uh, Facebook Uh-oh. that there's a site that lets you see what every baseball player's walk-up music is, Oh, which is very cool. Interesting. Paul Seawald, who I do not know on the Mets, his song is by the Castlevania, John Wick Mode from John Wick. <laughs> cool. Let me just see. I don't, I think, I'm, sure I, I'm sure it's just a badass song. Let's see here. Let's see what it is. John Wick mode. 
Oh, yeah. Sounds about right. I'm a butterscotch man myself, but I could go either way. He's got thoughts on ice cream. <laughs> yeah, this is him <laughs> going through like the Italian the club, club, right? Yeah, right? stabby, like, stabby. Being pursued yeah. by Common. How, how could you not? Oh, how could you not feel like you're about to hit a home run? I can't wait for Parabellum. I haven't seen a trailer yet. The TikTok man. Not only that, like. Apparently he's going to ride a horse or something. Like, that's all I know about the whole movie is that he might be riding a horse. <laughs> and, like, I feel like that's too much. <laughs> so the coolest walk-up music, I'm going to show you this. I, I, I don't know if I don't think I put this on Facebook, but this, this sort of made the, the rounds. Um, How, have they always been doing that? Because I feel like that kind of feels like it comes from professional wrestling a little. Like, they're like... Oh, there's always been walk-up music. There has? Okay. So Elvis Andrews, who was on the Texas Rangers. Why? This is his son's favorite song. That's crazy. I guess, hey, you can make the call. You can do whatever you want. What would your walk-up music be? Mine? Yeah. Thought about this. When I was in Little League... uh, I think I was in third grade, maybe or second grade, and this kid who was a couple years older than us, he was he was obsessed with the Yankees, obsessed with Derek Jeter. I guess we all were kind of at that point, but like to the point where he told his mom that everyone on the team should have a nickname so that his nickname could be Jeet, so that like when he, when he got to the plate, he'd be like, "Yeah, Jeet, come on, Jeet," and I was just like, "That's that's a level of obsession that I do not have." <laughs> but I think we also tried walk up music that year. So at our fantasy baseball draft, okay. We essentially have walk-up music that when we're on the clock, when we're picking players, we have we each pick five, four or five songs, and we go through it. So okay. I, I think, had I had walk-up music this year. Let me. Let me I bring think it I up. have your walk-up music. Oops, I think I found it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If my phone wants to load in my own house. So here were the. Uh, oh, here it comes. Is there an ad? Nope. Just a little like. I didn't realize there was like a whole thing before it. Oh, this isn't just, this is like the video. It's like a whole movie. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Now batting. Number 69. (laughs) Joey Lewandowski. Dowski. So the, the songs that I used this year were uh, Pusha T, Trouble on My Mind, which is like a cool rap song. Uh, Don't Stop or We'll Die, which is Harris Whittle's band with Paul Rust. Oh. A song called Once in a While. Uh, Donza Kaduro from Fast Five. Okay. And oh. Carly Rae Jepsen's Now That I Found You. Yeah. You know what would be good would be um, that song that opens up uh, Fast Three. That um, DJ Shadow song? The DJ Shadow song would be good. Yeah. Or... Uh, the one when they're in Japan. Fast Aid Furious. Dip. Oh, no, drift, drift. Drift, drift, drift. Cool. I love this. I'm sailing to Pakistan. 
I'll say this about the big G. He's got follow through. Cajun Vegas, is that on your card? Cage uh-huh. goes to Vegas all the time, man. He Have lives we had a in Vegas. Yet? Not I wouldn't I don't think so. No. I love these two as his best friends. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's very Lynch. And this is a Jack Mr. Jackpots. Where's Mr. Jackpots? Hello. You know the guy who says hello that Mr. Jackpot sees is one of the guys from Mr. Show? He has Yeah, John Ennis. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I couldn't remember his name. John Ennis, yeah. I think that's amazing. Oh, that guy that guy's a comedian too, the guy in the middle there. He's also from that uh Will Smith movie Focus with Margot Robbie. Oh, okay. He also did this other movie where it was like a mockumentary where I guess he he married like a mail order bride and they just sort of documented their weird life together. Hmm. I'm just standing there. Maybe he's the cooler. <laughs> Cage does drugs. That's right. Yeah, I guess now... You're going to call the cops on the uh, Now in Vegas, they just ask you to step outside with that weed, since it's legal there. This is a much different casino oh, this, experience. I'm going to give this... I mean, this is a montage of him gambling. Okay, that's Bingo. good. All right. clock. Give me the time. Oh, where are we? One, uh, 20 minutes. All right. Uh, so here's what I got. Montage. Extreme facial expression. Las Vegas. Cages on the phone. Flashback. All right. Mike, I also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other ones. Too oh, my God. Off. That's a lot. Oh, I didn't mark off Cage eating when he was eating ice cream. Oh, by the way, when uh, when the Hulk eats his own Ben and Jerry's flavor, there's nothing more adorable. <laughs> there's nothing. That whole character just brought such a big smile to my face. Hulk a Hulk a burning love. So I also heard a rumor that he might get a mini series on Disney Plus, but it's going to be um, She Hulk. Like oh. it's not going to be called. It's going to be called Hulk, but it's going to be about She-Hulk, All which right. is her cousin, his cousin, I think. So now that I have one bingo, it's time for you to guess some more of my favorite movies. <laughs> if you're listening to our last episode, which was of Birdie, toward the end of the episode, I had Mike guess my 25 favorite movies. I was giving him hints of the 2000s. So we're going to go now 26 to 50. So you already have someone here. Okay, so number 26. Okay. Is written and stars an actor who is going to be in an upcoming MCU film with Angelina Jolie called The Eternals. Oh, so it's the um, one when they when they they met and she got sick. You got one of the words right. Sick. Yep. What's the are are sick? Nope. <laughs> we are sick. Nope. Um. Oh, what is it? It's like kind of like a play on words, right? Nope. It's not? I thought it was like a clever thing. Nope. Oh, hey, look who it is. It's Birdie. Holy shit. I totally forgot. Chula Bamba. He does What a great reunion. The Big Sick. The Big Sick. That's it. Yes. Number 27 is a movie that I was trying to get you to guess a couple Cage Club revisited instances ago. Huh. 
Um, it's a Christmas movie. Bad Moms 2. No. <laughs> Joking. Uh, it is... I still think it's one of your favorite movies that you still... You had such a hard time guessing this. Oh, brother. Starring Iron Man. And Iceman. Okay. Oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yep. Now I... Because well, oh, you know what? I watched the Key and Peele. You know Key and Peele, they do the, the valets? Oh, what about Iron Man? Yeah. And at the end of that, that, they're like... They're like, the Val Kilmers and the Robert Downey Jr.'s in the same movie? And they, like, basically, like, just blast off into outer space. They're so excited. 28 is Fury 7. 29 is uh, probably the most critically acclaimed horror movie of the last 20 years. Whoa. Uh, I forgot he asked his doctor for a G. The big G needs a G. The most acclaimed horror movie in the last 20 years? Yeah. Nominated for Academy Awards. Won an Academy Award. Um, gosh, I'm... There's not a lot to pick from. What horror movie? Um... Sorry, babe. Is that a line from it? Uh, Essentially, that's the gist of it. Sorry, babe? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I can also say it's the most acclaimed horror movie of the last five years. Huh. It's the spiritual predecessor to your favorite movie from this year. The spiritual predecessor to my favorite movie of this year? Yeah. What was my favorite movie of this year? I think, I mean, it's definitely up there. He gave this movie five stars. The speech... Beach bum? No. Beach what? Well, the beach is in the movie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> in a boat. Um, oh, man. My, my mind is like mush right now. Too much caffeine. I was on the ball and then I'm off it. Grandma and Grandpa? T.S. Motherfucking A. Oh, okay. Oh, so Get Out yep. is in there. I actually, man, I liked, I think I liked, uh, I think I like Us more. I think Get Out's the better movie, but I think I actually like Us more. 30 is Fast and Furious, 31 is Tokyo Drift, 32 is my favorite MCU movie. I think what's the, I think what's the best MCU movie. Mm, Doctor Strange? No. I don't even think that's on here. That's, that's really? like, that's like Because you're nine. always talking about how crazy I know, it, it really is. fell down my list. Iron Man 3? Nope. I thought that was my number one. It's not. Winter Soldier? Nope. That's on here, though, somewhere. That is... Maybe it's not on here. Your favorite MC Black Panther? Nope. Ragnarok? Nope. Uh, boy. Your, what is your, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Guardians? Nope. I like Guardians 2 better. Guardians 2 is my number two. And I don't think, I don't think Guardians it's 2 none of the list. Thor movies. Nope. Iron Man 1? Nope. Fucking Homecoming? Nope. What the hell, man? It's not Avengers 1, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Okay. All First right. Avengers. Jeez Louise. 33 is technically a uh, a Cage Club movie, but not really. He's only in the middle for one shot. This is my mecca! Oh, the grindhouse. Yep. 34 is a Cage Club movie. 
34 is a cage club movie. Yep. The Orchid Thief. Oh, adaptation. That was my favorite cage movie for a really long time. 35 is a movie that we podcasted about on Cinemakers. Is it really? Don't believe his lies. Oh, yeah, Teddy. Yep. Insomniac. Not Insomniac. Um, um, uh, what's the one? Backwards. I go backwards and write on my body. Yep, but what's it called? Um, it's called... It is called Memento. Yep. 36 Leonard. is a Keanu Club movie. Mm, John Wick 2? Nope. Mm, one of the Matrix sequels? Nope. Wow. What Keanu movie made the list? Knock, knock. Nope. <laughs> Look how far Gary made it. <laughs> it was wonderful. Although calling this a Cage Club movie, or a Keanu Club movie, is... It's accurate, but it's not at all a Keanu Reeves movie. Oh, but he's in it. Yep. <clears throat> he's got a very famous line. Not a very famous line, but a line that we love. Huh. Room 214. Oh, must be seen. The Neon Demon. 37 is a movie that we talked about recently that I've only seen once that you rewatched that we're going to be podcasting about. Oh, um, Full Metal Bitch. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Because we had that conversation where we were like, if I really want to watch a movie we're not going to get to for a year, like, should I wait? And I was like, no, don't wait. And then, sure enough, I ended up watching that movie, like, a week later. <laughs> uh, 38 is a movie that we saw at the end of a very, very long marathon. Creed? Yep. Wow, Creed. 39 Drive. 40 is a Cage Club movie. It's a Cage Club movie, so it's recent Cage. It's Lindsay Gibbs' uh, Twitter picture. Is it Really? Not her profile picture, it's her, like, cover photo or whatever. Him with an electric razor. Oh, Portacol New Orleans? Yeah, that's a good one. I keep forgetting the year. Like, it's a, so, 20 years is hard for my mind to kind of, like, cover. 41 is a movie that I forced Tobin and Island to watch. Revenge? I yep. still haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. 42 is, uh, honestly, arguably too high on this list. Uh, Anton Yelchin's final movie? Oh, Thoroughbreds? Mm-hmm. It's not too... I really like that movie a lot. I want to rewatch that. What else did I just see? The, the I... song from that trailer might be my walk-up music. Mm. I used it as my uh, draft music last year, and I freaked some people out. <laughs> uh, 43 is a movie I've only, still only seen once that I need to see again. Starring... A star, not starring, but Star-Lord is in it, and Black Widow. Star Lord's in other movies. It's not Star Lord, but it's Chris the, Pratt. Yeah, he and Widow. They're in another movie together. Mm-hmm. Really? Is it popular? Yeah. It on on some lists, it's been Letterboxd most popular movie. No shit. Mm-hmm. In terms of rewatches and stuff. Wow, have I seen it? It doesn't seem like almost it. certainly ScarJo and Chris Pratt. Yep. He's got a very, very small part. Oh, she's, okay, okay. She's got a very major part, but uh, it's kind of a trick a little bit that yeah. we're giving here. It's a weird, a weird clue. 
Um, I'm trying to think. None of the other, like. There's a couple of their major actors. I don't think they've ever been in Marvel movies though. Oh well, that's okay. I mean, it's from 2013. I can't think of a single movie Chris Pratt has been in aside from Star Lords. Is it an episode of Parks and Rec? No. <laughs> Uh, did he have, like, a small part in Ghost in the Shell? <laughs> the star of this played Max California. Ultron. No, that's, that, that was, uh, oh, Max California, oh, Joaquin. Yeah? I'm sorry, oh, that, that's David California or something like that in, uh, The Office. Oh, like James know. Bader played someone in California. So Joaquin Phoenix, Scar Joe, and Chris Pratt? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. This isn't a real movie. Yeah. Oh, look who it is. It's, um, he's passed away since. Craig Geraldo? Craig Geraldo, yeah. Um, hey, Gary Shandling. He's also since passed away. Hill Hydra. Books oh, look, it's the director. Shit. Books and shit. He's the director, yeah, and then there's Russell Brand. So wait, what was the movie? You have to tell me the Chris Pratt movie, please. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not telling you. It's like, we're not done. I'm gonna get it right. I need to know the answer. There's no way I know that uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Scar- Scarlett Johansson did. Oh yeah. I got to go through Joaquin Phoenix movies now. Oh, her. Duh. Duh. We did see that. We saw that together. That was a double feature day. I think that was... A, um, what two movies did we oh, see that way, day? Oh, way, way back. Yeah. You got a bug crawling up your wall. Oh. Excuse me. I muted your microphone. He's doing the Fruit Ninja thing in the backyard. Nice. If you're listening, God bless you. Uh, we've got six more from Mike the Guest, and we're going to take a break from this. Number 44 is another movie we've podcasted <laughs> about on The Cinemakers. Also starring Widow. Okay. Black Widow movie that we saw on Cinemakers. Um, mm-hmm. So she hasn't been in any Soderbergh, has she? Not that I know of. She. Who else did we do on Cinemakers? Heckerling. Nope. And she wasn't in the Fede Alvarez. Nope. She hasn't been in uh, Matt's movies yet. Not yet. She also wasn't in the RKSS Collective. No, she wasn't. Missing a very major director we did. (laughs) She is in a Christopher Nolan movie. Sure was. She was in The Prestige. She sure was. You know, drowning is like, they say it's like going home. That's a lie. <laughs> 45 is a movie that Wistful covered in its in a recent mega mix okay. starring the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Mr. Ruffalo, the Hulk, or Mr. Norton, yep, the Mr. Hulk? Ruffalo, oh, this Hulk. is a great scene when he goes to sporting goods. Patriotism. Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. movie that they covered. It's not really a Mark Ruffalo movie in any stretch of the imagination. Is it the one when Reese Witherspoon dies and he's the only one that can see her? 
<laughs> no. Okay, do you know about that movie? No. Oh my god, you gotta see that movie. Oh, the big G. That was gift worthy. So, this movie that they covered, the star is one of the mega mixes they did recently. Okay. Matthew Lillard? <laughs> no, they didn't, do, they didn't do a mega mix for him. Oh, they did one for, um, what's her name? Nope. Kirsten Dunst, didn't they? Yep, but nope. She remembers post Sasso. Um, they did one for that. Uh, oh, oh, it's slipping my mind. I, uh, uh. They did a um, Sofia Coppola one. Nope. Oh, it's not in that. Come on, Mike. You only got five more to guess. Six more to guess. Give me the clue again. Mark Ruffalo's in it. Ruffalo. David Cross is in it. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. I forget because Ruffalo looks like he's 23 in that movie. Is it true? Okay, I maybe have to look this up, but I heard that Mark Ruffalo um, like had a brain tumor really? when he was like he was acting and he was act- and then he like had a life-threatening brain tumor, but they had it successfully removed. Well, Amelia Clark then- had like crazy brain stuff too. Really? Yeah. Okay. All she right. Wrote, she did, like in the last couple of months, she wrote this whole long thing. I think in the New Yorker, Vanity Fair, uh, 46. Is a three-hour movie. Rookie numbers. Yep. <laughs> we also saw that together at a double feature. I think that was it. Was that in like uh, Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. University? <laughs> what a day! Forty-seven is another three-hour movie. Uh, we just watched one. It's not Endgame though. You didn't put that on the list, no. did you? Wow! How did I guess the first one's right? Oh, this is so great. He's try- this reminds me of Airport Jail. Um, what's is that, that Jamie Mace? No, just another redhead. This is so great, Airplane sir. Is. Especially after nine eleven, he's trying to get a samurai sword. Make America awesome again. <laughs> but America is awesome. Okay, another three hour flick. Oh, hopefully. Uh, nope. Starring uh, Iron Man. Three hour movie starring Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. I think. I'm pretty sure. Robert Downey um, the Jr.? And Mysterio. And Jake's the Gyllenhaal? Wait, I'm, this, I might be lying. Hold on. Three hours. And Hulk? No. Yeah. Mysterio, Hulk, and Iron Man. Oh, Zodiac. Yep. Yeah, Zodiac's the bomb. I haven't watched that in a while. That, oh, Chloe Sivonet. Mm-hmm. Thanks for reminding me. 48 is I'm gonna write uh, that down zodiac I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a music uh, a needle drop for 48 and you're gonna get this because this is a uh, I think there's few songs that are more closely tied to a movie <laughs> than this is tied check them out the big G I love it all right you ready mm-hmm. needle drop few movies are as tied to a song as this one is to the song <laughs> Wet Hot American Summer? Yep. <laughs> 49 is Iron Man. And 50 is a movie that you have not guessed yet, but it's another one that we did. I think this is also too high, but maybe not. The one that we did on a podcast. That's all I'm going to get, is that we did it on Cinemakers po- podcast. Okay, we did this on Cinemakers. You think it's too high? It might not be too high, but... Dunkirk? Uh, actually, so this movie is the first in the, in the trilogy, and the second one oh, is the next movie. Batman Begins. And then... The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's 50 and 51. I think so we'll you should... See, 
I used to, I really love Batman Begins, but I think from now on I'm going to flip flop that with it. I think The Dark Knight it gets ahead. Well, of Well, yeah, that. I mean, The Dark Knight was always like in my top ten movies of all time, and then I just I think I don't know, man. There is something a little more grounded and basic about the Batman Begins, where it's like it could that more so than the Dark Knight can you can take Batman out of it and it can just be like vigilante guy running around the city and it, it'll be okay. But I feel like you can't really do that so much. In the Dark Knight, when you have someone like the Joker and things, the the problem I'm running into with this list is that I don't want it just to be overflowing with MCU and Batman movies. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I want to. No, I hear you. Like that's why I sat down. I have a list somewhere on Facebook that I want to revive. But I remember I have like 101 movies I think everyone should see. Yep. And I sat down after that list and I was like, wow, a lot of these are horror and sci-fi uh, because that's just where I lean. But and I was like, maybe I should balance that out more. And then I was like, you know what? No, because that's just my sensibilities. And so I might change this to be no more than one would be tough, but no more than one or two from a franchise. Yeah, because then Cause it I can would, kind of represent it. I would lose Fast Five. I would lose Fast mm-hmm. and Furious, Tokyo Drift. I would lose ever, like and I also just do one from the MCU which would be the Avengers. I would or, do... or at least one from each character, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you have a Cap movie, you don't, you'd only have one. Like, you, you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Winter Soldier or Civil War. Well, I think Winter Soldier for me. Man, this back 50 is going to be a wild ride when we do it later this episode, because you are going to be more tired than you are now. <laughs> and they are weirder movies, I can tell you that much. So, that was fun, though. I mean, I really tried to... We got there. You know... I don't know, A, don't know if anybody's listening, email mailbag at cageclub.me. No one's listening. <laughs> these clues aren't really helpful for other people, I don't think. It's kind of no. like when we play the letterbox game with Joe, too, and I'm just like, it's a movie that you hate that we watched with Rachel. He's right. like, oh. Like, you have no idea how many times I my clues were just going off things I remember you telling me, like, about yeah. your personal tastes and things and yeah. stuff. Like... The best one was the uh, rookie numbers that you got immediately. Back to the big G. You know what I love about this? These scenes with like Paul Rudd too. Like having listening to him in his podcast. Paul, Paul, Paul I'm sorry, Paul Shear. All Pauls are good. But having listening to like a lot of his podcasts and stuff, knowing how grateful and how much fun he must have had on the set just acting in a movie with Nick Cage. That's why I feel like with Replicas when we were talking about that and we were kind of like, what is Middleditch doing here? And it's just like, well, yeah. Keanu, like, yeah. you know, he – Wants to work with Keanu. I just, I, I, I understand. I think you know, listening to that episode back, I understand why Middleditch did the movie. I just don't know why they didn't give him more to do. Like you're like, okay, cool, he wants to do this movie. Like let's mm-hmm. make sure he can actually utilize, but whatever. Yeah, because they turned him into like Keanu's husband, like halfway through the movie. You know, like I was kind of saying, he's like, I've been home watching the clones all day while you were doing God knows yeah. what, and it's like you could at least give me a thank you. <laughs> I never noticed all the tattoos on. Are those tattoos Russell Brand's tattoos, or are those supposed to be, like, religious god tattoos? Unclear. Both. Neither. Have you seen the Avengers tattoo that that the cast members got way back when the first... Oh, maybe. 
Yeah, I can't really draw it, but it's like an amalgam of like all of their logos and stuff. It's got like the Black Widow triangle, the A, the shield, the arc reactor. It's got like the arrow, and they're all sort of like mixed together into like one symbol. It looks really cool. People have been getting them recently and posting them online and stuff, so I was just wondering if you'd seen it. It's called the Avengers Illuminati Tattoo. It's got like Thor's hammer oh, cool. and everything. It's actually it's way simpler than you have it. No, yeah, I didn't know exactly how it's, to. Yeah, it's that's the Avengers it. A. I'm trying to say this was the Avengers A. The circle's supposed to be the arc reactor. There's supposed to be the Hawkeye arrow. You see the Hawkeye arrow. The hourglass from Black Widow. The the hardest one to get is the. I hear the Hulk is supposed to be a screaming Hulk face or something. I don't know the whole tattoo. Oh yeah, like, it's the mouth and there's his eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Molnir is supposed to be. I think it's either Molnir or a lightning bolt. I'm not sure what Thor's is. I'm not sure, but I think that's cool. There's a couple more where they kind of outline them a little bit. Let's see here. Illuminati, IlluminatiWatcher.com. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to read that. Seems like spam. <laughs> I love how much Cage is freaking out. I mean, he's talking to God. Yeah. But you would... Mm, so this must be... Look, I'm not up on my theology. We should really have our expert... John Brooks. John Brooks here. But... Um, I yeah, is he like more Old Testament God because he's kind of like scaring the shit out of Cage to get him to do what he wants because he's not being like you know relax he's not trying to relax Cage to be like look it's all good just do this thing for me he's like you better fucking do this Gary yeah he's maybe like a modern day equivalent of the Old Testament God like he's not the lovey dovey mm-hmm. laid back Bella one. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I do love whenever a character or an actor, whoever, wears sunglasses at night, just like Corey Hart. Or like uh, the dude Odin's son. <laughs> that was pretty great, right? Who, Dad Bod Thor? <laughs> well, dude. The dude Odin's son is what I was calling him. Oh, yeah, because that's what, that's what Kevo's been calling him, too, Lebowski Thor. And I think he was referred to as Lebowski in the movie, he too. He was. Let's keep it moving, Right Lebowski. before he said that, I uh, I leaned over to Kyle. I was like, whoa, point break. As if, like, he lost, he, like, is out of shape. And then they referenced him as Lebowski. Uh, he's been busy rebuilding that back porch. He's got to win her back, get her good graces again. Let's see if there's any other... So you know the story about how uh, Cage was filming this when he met with uh, Pantos about doing Mandy. Okay. And showed up like this to, like, discuss which role he was going to play. And at the time, he wanted wanted him to play the Colt guy. Um, And Cage was like, oh, I want to play Red and everything. And um, it was because he looked like this that Pantos was like, I you know, don't think you're right for that, and yep. then had to dwell on it and kind of realize, like, oh, yeah, he doesn't always look like that. He's doing it for a role. Like, I don't know. I, I just... also don't understand how, like, if you're meeting with Nicolas Cage for a role in your movie, how do you not know what he can do? Or how do you not just let him do what you what he wants to get him into your movie, too? Yes. <laughs> like, 
Do you remember where you were when you heard that they got Bin Laden? Yes. I was at Best Buy. It was after hours. I was working at Best Buy. And there was, like, every once in a while at Best Buy, they would have, like, a employee appreciation where they're like, hey, come play video games on the TVs. And, like, it was dumb. Uh, but I remember I was there, and I was like, oh, shit. But, yes, I remember... And I also... Oh, wow, it's almost... Wow, it was May 2nd, 2011, huh? Wow. Because I remember I was living with Sean and Don. You remember Don Fisco? I do. He yeah. lives in California now. We were roommates at the time, close by here. And uh, I think we had, like, an impromptu party that night because of it or something. Like, the news broke and everyone just kind of, like, went apeshit in the house. I took a picture. I'm going to see if I can find the picture. And then the other thing that happened while I was living there, I think, was the uh, Fukushima disaster. I remember watching that with everybody. There was a picture I took of my cat in front of my TV. Yeah, March 11th, 2011 was the Fukushima. I remember watching that with everyone being like, what? So that was right before. Yeah. Wow, two months before. It's a hectic year. Oh, this where he has to meet with the uh, consulate. <laughs> Vample, I find this picture. Um, okay, I love Cage here and <laughs> being like, "Come on, I'm American. I'm here to take care of business." It's great, and he gets through. And there's the eye again. That's the eye of God, I suppose. But it's very Lynchian to me. The eye of Sauron. Yes, give us back the eye, the stitching witches. Gary in Pakistan, day one. Interesting people. Hot as balls. That'd pretty much be my assessment. I'd be like, it's hot as balls here. I want to go home. Oh, this is good. This reminds me a little bit of uh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Mr. Pool. Dopinder, is that his name? You guys been a bunch of different things. I hope you realize that like this picture I'm about to show you is so underwhelming. That's okay. It's not worth the time going back. However... What I like about this shot is you can't tell if they just shot this in, like, Compton. Like... <laughs> this movie does a really good job. I mean, there's no way they went to Pakistan, you know what I'm saying? Like, it does a great job of sort of faking it. Like, it stretches that budget. I know this was very low budget, and it didn't even get to theaters, unfortunately, but I really feel like it should have gone to theaters. Like, it would have been a very moderate success, and people would have been like, oh my god, Cage is, like, funny, and I forgot how funny Cage can be, and... <laughs> Fuckner. <laughs> so here's a picture. <laughs> this Fuckner part is fucking great. <laughs> Fuckner, man. There's a picture of my cat watching the TV, oh. seeing uh, NBC News report wow. that Obama had been, or not Obama. That's a cool Obama, picture to have, Laden. Just, you know, watching, you know, Max likes to keep up with, uh, with the news. Well, your cat was very concerned. I mean, Osama bin Laden's cat was the number one cat terrorist at the time, too, so they mm. got him as well. 
when we got California, man. Did you ever see Zero Dark Thirty? There's another Chris Pratt movie. Usama. I thought it was all right. Oh, I loved it. I liked Hurt Locker more. I just feel like they're they're not this not like you should be comparing the two, but I do because they're both like these war zone movies. Um, I just both directed by Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's the only reason I'm sort of putting them side by side. Um, um, you know, I saw the year that Zero Dark Thirty was nominated for Best Picture. Kids. Was the only year that my sister that I ever went to one of these. And my sister went with me. We went to one of those like AMC shows five best picture nominees in a single day. Okay, because it was before Movie Pass. Yeah, and I remember so, driving. I had to drive down the by the bridge to see Zero Dark Thirty when it came out. It was not playing. We right saw Beasts of Southern Wild, which we liked. Oh yeah, that's we good. We saw Life of Pi, which we liked. I saw that. Yeah. Good. We saw. I'm trying to remember the next, the next one. We saw Silver Linings Playbook, which we both did not like at all. <laughs> okay, I like. It. And then we saw Zero Dark Thirty, which we both really loved. And it was one of those movies, another three hour movie, where I was like, I would watch a nine hour version of this. Okay. Why are you looking for molasses? Molasses is the worst. Okay, Mike, you ready for another 10? We'll do another 10 movies. Look at that Coke he's drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not Rita Wilson in Volunteers enjoying that Coca-Cola. not at all. Um, Number 52. uh, (laughs) We're doing more. Captain Marvel is in it. Very, very early. Oh. Short-term 12? Before that. What the hell is she in? Oh, yeah. Oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Number 53, I'm just going to do an arm gesture for you. Oh, uh, uh, Mission Impossible, the new one. Yep. 54 is Mandy. 55 is Only God Forgives. 56, we got a German out here who wants to die for his country. Oblige him. <laughs> the bastards. Oh, that movie. 57 and 58 are a movie and its sequel. A movie and its sequel, huh? Starring Deckard Shaw. Oh, Crank and Crank 2. Yep. High voltage. 59 Where's is Crank a... 3? No part 3. Where are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> 59, the last one we'll do now because 60s Annihilation, 59 is a movie that I want to force Tobin and Island. So Revenge mm-hmm. was the gory French horror coming of age, well, not coming of age, but whatever, mm-hmm. of 2016. Coming to grips. <laughs> a year or two before was this movie that takes all the same boxes. Really? Plus, uh, plus more. No kidding. You, I thought you were going to say you're going to force him to watch Assassination Nation. That is number 62, so I'll cross that off. Oh, okay. Um, no, I feel like I've I've broken them enough. That would destroy one or two of them. Like, they're, you can't do that to those Midwest folks. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I can't imagine. <laughs> oh, no, what happened? That's got to be the worst. That needing a dentist out of country. I just went through a root canal. There's no way I would trust a dentist in Pakistan. 
no offense anybody listening or whatever, but like just look like that's the dentist. Like forget it. Another okay. Birdie connection. Cage the actor got two teeth removed without anesthesia for Birdie. Cage the character getting just a root canal, I presumably without anesthesia here. And now he's dosing up. Okay, wait, I still have to get this movie. You wanna for you wanna in French horror Oh gruesome. Raw. Yeah. That was good. Very good. We'll go to sixty five because there's only three more there. Uh the third in the trilogy. You already guessed the other two. What? Third in the trilogy, you've already guessed the other two. Oh. Starring Anne Hathaway. Not starring Anne Hathaway, but she's oh, in it. Oh, The Dark Knight Horizons. Um, number 63, I'm going to see... I'm going to try to... Who does that star? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, would you say? That's the star? Probably, right? It's his movie, mostly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or 63, Alfred. I'm going to try to get... How can I... <laughs> Look at Hi, Gary. He's so baked. <laughs> That's pretty funny, aerobics. Uh. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Like he's just pointing at the kid on the mechanical donkey thing. <laughs> he's grabbing it. Um, foosball. Well, Joe, you have a foosball table. Now you got to get a pinball machine for that basement, man. Oof. So my friend owns a. Uh, I want a pinball machine. Street Fighter Two machine, but oh it, yeah, it, I know uh, Scully, right? Yeah, but it's broken. Nah. Um, I have a friend who might be able to fix it up if he need, if he's looking to get rid of it. He wants to give it to me, I think. Okay, so sixty three. I have a friend who might gonna, be able to help. Sixty three. I'm just gonna it. say pancakes. Oh shit! I should know that right off the bat. I'm so disappointed with myself. Because I think I watched this recently, too. Yep. God damn it. There's the eye again. Um, give, me, give, me, give, me a, give me a little extra... We talked about this movie on the Replicas episode. Holy shit. Because they're eating breakfast, right? In that movie, and they're not eating breakfast. They're, no, they're eating pancakes in replicas, though. She's like more waffles or something. I th- is that what brought they it up? They are, but no, it's not okay. why we brought it up. Oh, 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 okay. Mm, I'm so disappointed in myself. I know this. It's right on the edge of my mind. Uh, Brigsby Bears in it. Kyle Mooney. Another line. Never stop stopping. You got one of the words right. Uh, pop star. Oh no! But pop star is on my list. Where is pop star? Popster. Where are you, popster? Popster seventy three. Never. Never stop. Never stopping. Popster. Beaches. <laughs> Fuck. I could see him in the movie, too. He works in the sandwich shop. That's right, because I just fucking watched it. What is the name of it? It's the two girls. Yep. God damn. Oh, and she's got to go to the bathroom the whole movie. I can't remember the title. you got to give me the title. It's killing me. I Never going back. God damn. That's one of the best movies I saw all year. 
And that's what I mean about like movies is like that's something I'm never gonna live the life of these two girls, you know, like <laughs> Look at Rain Wilson with the beard. Uh he had a he had like a cage beard. Anyway. Yes, everyone has to see Never Going Back. Alright. Now number sixty five, I don't know if you're gonna be able to get it from this music drop, but I gotta remember, hold on. I think that this is a, a beautiful, beautiful song. American Ninja. Just thinking about the end of this movie makes me sad. Because it's beautiful. This music sounds familiar. The lead actor in this movie is like playing this on the piano. He's trying to write this song in the movie. Huh. I've seen this movie? I think so. Let me find out. I can check your letterbox. Hang on. Oh, that only goes back to like 2016, I noticed. Or something. How many days did Gary spend there? 25 days? 29 days? I don't know. Oh, shit! Oh my god, I'm gonna like start crying now too because I know exactly what this is. You have four and a half stars. I know. Time keeps on slipping. You wrote. I know I did. I'm so I'm so happy someone used this classic blank and to such great effect. Ghost story. Yep. The sheet with the uh, eyes cut out. I knew this. I knew I knew this song. Yeah, that's that movie is so fucking emotional. I love it. You know what's funny about that movie? I heard I heard a very interesting review of that movie where someone was like, you know, this is like border... He, he, the person was just saying, and like I don't necessarily believe this, but they were like, this movie is so borderline pretentious, and then it gets to a point where like this, the movie basically stops, and a very sort of pretentious guy Conversation. Gives, yep. gives his theory on everything, yep. and, but it works perfectly. Yep. Like, And then it's upon that moment where you realize, no, the movie is just great. <laughs> like, It just knows exactly what it's doing. Yeah. But he like stops and pontificates, and it's the first time someone talks for like a half hour, and he talks for like 10 minutes straight or something. I could have just said it's the movie where uh, Rooney Mara eats a pie, but I feel like that's too Oh, easy. she eats the whole pie in that shot. Oh my god. <laughs> and then she vomits it up. Well, oh yeah, like the actor did, right? Like off screen, she had to throw it up? Or? No, like she goes to the toilet. Oh, that's she right, she up. does throw it up, yeah. They, yeah caught it all on tape. Well, that was a soy pie or something, right? Like there was something about the it pie. Was a vegan pie. Vegan pie, that is, vegan pie. <laughs> I forgot about this. It's funny, I was like talking to this one girl, this friend of mine who's a vegan, and she's just like, you know, people are, it's like a really weird misconception. It's like more, she's like, you'd be surprised what I, it's like the list of what I can't eat is shorter than the list of what I can eat. I was like, all right, I get it. OBL kind of looks a little like, uh, the big G in this, and also he sounded a little like Dennis Rodman.
where we at? Oh, it's... We're closing in on the yeah, end here. Yeah, we're getting to the main, the home stretch. Do I have that song? So, like, all last week I had the freaking Avengers theme, like, stuck in my head. I was, like, making coffee, and I was like, There's the big eye again. I've heard it a million times because it's the MCU, or the HTML theme. Do you know, now, I know, like, Nico does music and stuff. Is he the one doing all those variations on the themes? Well, the most recent one he composed, the... Okay. Because they have the one that sounds like... Uh, the piano one. He okay. did that one. I love the first one they used for a while, which was sounded like, uh, almost like steel drums or something. It was like... Doo, 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 doo. Or it sounded like an organ, but like a high one. I don't know. <laughs> Look how freaked out Gary is. Uh, he's all knowing, but is he all wronging? <laughs> Remember when Russell Brand, like, hit in America for a really sort of short time? Did, he became sort of like a. Was it because phenomenon. of forgetting Sarah Marshall? Like, is that like what popularized him here? I think partially. Like, he was actually very was, famous before that in in the UK. Yeah, but. for being like a comedian. Yeah. Like, but he apparently, from what I knew, he had like major, major um, issues with substance abuse problems, and then cleaned up and became like an incredibly sharp-witted comic. And London just like went crazy for him and stuff. And then he came to America. I thought he came as a comic and then started doing movies, but then he just vanished. And it's not like I'm like, where's Russell Brand or anything, but I'm just kind of surprised that he didn't linger longer, I guess, is what I'm thinking. Because there's not a lot of Brits doing... Like, most of the British actors that come to America sound American in their movies, and he was one guy who never, you know, is like, oh, well, like, we could use a guy with an actual British accent. Yeah. Where's Russell Brand? <laughs> like, <laughs> Has he ever done an American accent? I don't think so. I don't know if he could. Yeah. No, it's so heavy. Like, his accent is, like, super thick. It almost feels like the American equivalent would be, like, a Boston accent, you know? It'd be really hard for someone, I feel, with, like, a Boston accent to uh, lose it. (laughs) Just bump it into OBL on the street. So he's also in the Get Me to the Greek, which was sort of like a quasi-sequel to Sarah Marshall. Um, And I think now he's not even a comic anymore. He's like, um, not even a politician, but like he's a, he's more of a pundit, I think, nowadays, like a political pundit kind of guy. So he was in a movie called The Fight? He's in two upcoming projects, which I don't know, but The Fight Baller, six episodes, Army of One, he was in Trolls, Despicable Me 2, Paradise. Oh, he was in the movie Paradise, which I liked, which is written by Diablo Cody. Okay. Trolls, he was a voice. Rock of Ages. Arthur. Arthur, he played Arthur. Get him the, Greek. the remake. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. That was the greatest, shortest chase scene. <laughs> See, look, they're du- dueling beards. Between Cage and Rain Wilson. 
<laughs> We've already been over this. <laughs> I love the concept. I love the idea that um, that like they can't accept the truth. Like the truth, like the truth is so obvious, it can't possibly be the reason he's there. Like you can't really think that you could take find Ben Laden. Like, I know that this is based on a true story, but I kind of wish that this was, like, in Glorious Bastards, where, like, he actually finds and kills Bin Laden. I think I might have told you this, but when I saw Inglorious Bastards, for some reason, I had remembered reading that it was true to true to history. Yeah, that's what I heard, too, that, that, uh, that it wasn't... And so they all get in the theater, and I'm like, okay, where's this going to go? And then, like, it works, I was like... What the fuck did I read? I well, I re- I don't I don't know if what I heard was that it was like true to history per se, but I think it was like oh Tarantino's period piece, war epic, Nazi movie. I was like okay, so when I'm sitting there watching the movie and they kill Hitler, I'm like wait, like what's going on? Like this is alternate history, so that caught me by surprise. I was very pleased. So with here's all a question for you. What does that movie and Atomic Blonde have in common? Oh, the Bowie song. Yeah. Yeah. Putting a fire with gasoline. Yep. When Shoshana is getting ready and she puts on her war paint and then it just blends it in as blush or whatever. Au revoir, Shoshana. Madame Mimouettes. Shoshana. From this distance, I'm a real Frederick Zoller. Say, auf Wiedersehen, Nazi balls. <laughs> I could just go on. It's weird because, like, after every Tarantino movie, I'm like, man, like, he writes so memorable and all this stuff, and I kind of get, like, annoyed with him because I feel like he's trying to be flashy, but I just realize he's not. That's just this, he's just that's his style like yeah. he's just witty and like it's so great how many times you could just, or how many of his lines are memorable like that like they just stick in your head oh my god <laughs> F-bomb he's still telling them how to do their job <laughs> Um, but I remember, yeah, because I remember sitting in, um, even Hateful Eight, going like, man, I'm going to, a lot of this is just sticking in my head, a lot of these lines are just going to stick in my head and stuff. Uh, well, I mean, like, I agree that it's, 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 it feels a little pretentious, but it's also, you know. But I think the difference is he's, he's campy at the same time, yeah. right? Like, he's not, he doesn't take, he... Not since Jackie Brown do I feel like he's really taken himself too seriously. Um, like, Reservoir Dogs is probably his most dead serious movie. Like, there's really no sort of, like, levity there. Like, it's it's just like a straightforward crime oh, yeah. f- film kind of thing. Like, there's there's funny parts and stuff, but I don't feel like any of it is like, oh, like, uh, I'm going to be jokey. It's just, you know sort of tension, moments of tension and stuff. Or like the Michael Madsen dance. Like it's, 
it's not necessarily supposed to be funny, but it's just so weird and off-putting that it, you start to laugh at it because of it's so terrible and stuff. Um, what he's doing, but but his later movies, you know, definitely with like um, when he gets to like Bastards and Death Proof and Django and stuff, like he he's like showing off. It's almost you know, it's like he's doing three point shots. He's like doing behind the back dunks and stuff, and it's fine. I like it that he doesn't take himself too seriously, like the the new movie. Which once I've only time, seen once upon a time in Hollywood. stills of and stuff. Uh, it looks to be like, oh well, um, what if what if I was sort of like orchestrating Hollywood back in the like I don't I think it's going to be like an inglorious bastard situation where like he's going to do like alternate history like maybe he's going to kill Charles Manson in that movie or something you know maybe I know I mean because it doesn't it feels like so much bigger I don't know I've only I've I've I've, cor- I've not even half seen the trailer I've seen like a quarter seen the trailer. I just like, you know, when, when they – because my, my friend messaged me about it, and so I was – sort of my brain was tuned into it, and I was listening to it. But, like, when they're clowning on Bruce Lee where he's just like, you know, my, my hands are – you know, when I hit someone, I, when, I, when I, I kill someone, like, you know, they're – I'll go to jail, and, and he's like, like – Yeah, you kill anybody, you go to jail. Yeah, it's called manslaughter. <laughs> I, just, I just love Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's pretty great. I feel like your energy level, you want to be laying right there next to Cage right now. Who, me? Yeah, listening to, listen to Russell Brand. It just, like our collective energy level. It just but... suddenly dipped. Look at Peaceful Gary. Drifting off. I mean, it's definitely a very manic movie. And I think that that's, it's, you know, the movie has to sort of crash in and on itself. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. And those, it does. Are those pigeons number one through 84? <laughs> oh, is that... Bad CGI. Actually, no, it's not that bad. No. <laughs> and I don't think it's... Well, that's that's not great, but I think... That's funny. Binny boy. <laughs> now, that's some cosplay. Oh, is this hallucination... Keeps going. Oh, man. He's in the cave. They ended up not finding him in the cave, though. He was in, like, a compound. Yeah. (laughs) Binny boy. I love that Cage is still up for doing these, like, full-on cartoon characters, you yeah. know? Yep. Like, he's so great at comedy. Like, what has he done since this that's even come close to being, like... Well, nothing has come close to this in a lot of ways. Well, like, as a comedic tone, he hasn't even put out a movie that's been sort of intentionally funny. Well, Teen since this, or you mean just recently... I mean, there's parts of Mandy that are funny. Teen Titans is part. No, but I mean, he hasn't like put out a comedy like the like this is a comedy. You know, he True. really hasn't put out another comedy since then. Uh, the trust has parts like this, like the beginning of the trust. The first half of the trust is similar. The trust is close, but it's still like um, but like a before, heisty. 
Before this, you get a G-Force, but G-Force doesn't quite count, I don't think. No, because this is almost like Coen Brothers level, you know what I mean? He hasn't really done a lot of comedies. I could see him nowadays doing a Coen Brothers thing. Why don't they try and tap him back? Like, I'm looking all the way back, and, like, he doesn't... I mean, there's movies that are funny, but I don't think he's done a comedy like this since Raising Arizona. Yeah, the closest thing is, like, the National Treasure stuff, you know, which is, like, family action comedy stuff. But I wouldn't like I would even classify that like genre as just like Disney. You know what I mean? Like where it's just yeah. like so refined. True. Four quad four quadrant films. Oh, that's right out of Raising Arizona. This fight, like the idea that they're in a a confined space that's too hard to fight in. <laughs> it's a lot like the John Goodman fight. So we probably would have put it over the edge, but it could have been just as funny as if they started glowing like lightsabers. I just can't, you know, I'm just thinking right now about the, the person who had to set decorate this design. It's like, okay, I want it to be Osama Bin Laden's cave, but there's also got to be like a, an IV drip, like a... Yeah, the dialysis machines. Yeah. There's got to be room for Cage to sword fight Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> oh, it's the picture of God behind them. I never noticed. Here's Rain Wilson, credited on the back of the DVD. Yeah, he's in it quite a bit. I mean, he's in there more than Sasso. Oops, I thought that was my phone. Post Sasso. Post Sasso. I just texted that to well, earlier. Do you remember Post Sasso? All right, they just did a they just did a close up on the of the picture of God. Okay, we're gonna get to seventy five, Mike, on my list. Number sixty six, <laughs> probably my earliest movie. I think it's from two thousand. Uh, it's an improv comedy. Okay, but this is we're gonna see the part where he refers to Nicolas Cage. Soon. I know, so I'm okay. gonna keep an eye on the TV while I do this. Improv comedy from two thousand. There's the eye again. Improv comedy from two thousand. Not that many of those out there, are Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, Best in Show? Yep. Love those. 67 68 are two short films that are in the same series. Oh, is it the ones? I know the cartoons. I can't remember the names of those, though. World of Tomorrow 1 and 2. 69 is... I don't know if you're going to guess this one. I think I made you watch this one. Uh, There's only two actors in it. Uh, One is Paul Sparks, who's the dad in Thoroughbreds. The other one is Marin Ireland. Who is... Marin Ireland. <laughs> um, she's in an apartment. She is a... Oh, yeah, the bird... Uh, Sparrow's Dance. Sparrow's Dance. Yeah, I did like that. That was him? Paul Sparks. Wow, I did not recognize him. 70 is a movie about architecture. Oh. What's that with um, John Cho? Yep. That movie's beautiful. What was that Columbus. called? Columbus. 71 is a movie that we did on Cinemakers, but a director that we've not talked about yet, really. Well, we, we kind of did, but... 
Wait, we did this movie on Cinemakers? It's also a movie that we're going to do on Magic Mike's. Oh, uh, Haywire. Yep. 72. Hey, there's Birdie again. 72. Oh, no, he died. Oh, no, he died. What? I'll give you another music, music drop. Hang on. You ready? Oh, here we go. Wait. Hollywood called. <laughs> amazing. So glad that's in there. It is amazing that like Clint Eastwood and modern day Dan Aykroyd and Nick Cage and Connie are all kind of sort of sort of roughly. Right, right. He could any three of those could pull off Gary. <laughs> Alright, here's a here's a needle drop for Oh no, he died. Two princes. What are the spin doctors doing on your uh, Oh no, he died, and then the spin doctors. I, wanna, I think it's that movie. I think it's that song. Hold on, now I'm now I'm doubting myself. One, two, princess who adore you. That's what I say now. Princess, it's better than a pocket full of kryptonite. I'll give you that. I've got a pocket full of kryptonite. Um. Oh no, he died. No, he died. Oh, game night? Yeah. Okay. Is, that is, makes sense because that's now. Is that, is that the one she lip syncs? I think. I think so. When they're in the bar. Yeah. And she's holding everybody hostage. Seventy three is pop. That's how you get the drop on. Yeah. Okay. Seventy four uh, is another movie by a director. <laughs> I have far too many of his movies on this list. That's how you get the drop on someone. Uh... Wild at Heart? No, that was way early. I'm sorry. I'm doing, messing up with the years. Um, is it a Lynch? No, Lynch didn't make anything. Movies like... Up Inland Empire. Oh, he did. And, and, and the the one with the guy on the lawnmower. The Straight Story. Straight Story. Um, give me an extra hint on that one. Harry Styles is in it. Oh, Dunkirk. Yep. And 75 we talked about earlier. We talked about it in relation to Inglorious Bastards. Oh, Hateful Eight? Nope. Oh, Django? Nope. Not directed by Tarantino. Wait. But we talked about it in relation to Bastards? Yep. Oh, boy. Putting out fire with gasoline. Oh, Atomic Blonde. Yep. She's the best. She is the best. And then since we are nearing the end of this, I'm just going to give them the rest of my list. The Raid, A Mighty Wind, Nerve, Wally, Spotlight, Short Term 12, Sing Street, Speed Racer, Brigsby Bear, Young Adult, House of the Devil, Spectacular Now, Bodied, Under the Skin, No Country Old Men, Kingsman, 22 Jump Street, Love Song, Waitress, We Are Your Friends, which you guessed, Love and Friendship, Green Room, Boyhood, Inland Empire, which you talked about, and In Bruges. Ah, uh, In Bruges is fucking in, magical. In fucking Bruges. Have you ever seen Sexy Beast? No. You need to see Sexy Beast. Jonathan Glazer? Well, it's, uh... What's the... I'm thinking that it's Ben Kingsley and, um... The guy who did Beowulf. He played Beowulf. I, I mean, he's played so much. I mean, the part, I mean... Gosh, damn it. 
me see here. Ray Winston. Ray Winston. It's, I don't know. Yeah, I think you like it. It's basically about these two guys. They used to be like hardcore thieves, and they've been retired for years and years now, like okay. living off their whatever. And uh, they're sort of called back to do another heist, and they really don't fucking want to. It's fucking great. Oh, you gotta move on. You gotta move on. Did you see the trailer for Booksmart? Did you hear about Booksmart? No. Olivia Wilde's directorial debut? Oh, about the kids. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, the trailers. I mean, that's another... What did I see that in front of? Where was I that would have played that? I, I don't remember where I saw that trailer, but... I think I saw uh, it ahead of Shazam. That I don't think I did, because I thought there was, like, cursing in it or something. The maybe it was at Pet Cemetery. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of what I would it's have just, seen. What's his name? What, Jonah Hill's sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Looks really good. You know, that got really, got really, really, really great buzz out of South by. Huh. I must have seen it on YouTube or something because, yeah, Shazam was the last thing I saw in theaters before Avengers, and there's no way I saw it before Shazam. Oh, man. When we recorded our Prom Night 2 episode the other day, I was so jacked on caffeine. I, I sounded like uh, I'm afraid to listen back to that when it comes out because I just – I sounded so wired. Did you do both movies as one or did you – No, do we ended up doing two episodes, yeah, and uh, part three we're going to do for my show. And uh, – It's going to be like prom month. How this going to be made with Charlie Theron just That's made. insane. I can't believe they did it. Oh, man. So I saw the weirdest – Well, because June is in that movie with her. June is in Longshot. No, I know, but why they did, I mean, why they did Hello Mary. Because it's crazy. But they should have done Urban Harvest. (laughs) Um, But wait, when did, did you see it like a draft house or something like that? That's what I thought. So so that's what I said on the show. I was like, I'm not sure. I think Joey told me about this movie initially because he saw it at the draft house or something. Um, Because I never see, I never saw either. And the way that they introduced that movie was like, the guy got up there, he's just like, he's like, first prom night sucks. Don't watch the first prom night. The second prom night. Yeah. I mean, the second prom night is almost like a lost Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie in a lot of ways. Like, it's crazy how much it follows that formula. It follows? It follows. Yeah, man. So when I rewatched Hereditary, I was, like, so down to get into it and watch it and shit. And, like, literally, first five minutes, fucking my skin starts crawling. I get goosebumps. Like, the whole house starts to get colder. And I sit there for, like, two hours scared out of my mind. <laughs> And in theater, I think the problem is like in theaters, it's just too um, it's too much of a collective experience with horror films. I need to be more isolated. I think because the same thing happened with The Witch. I went to theaters to see it, and I was like, "This movie's cool. It's metal, but like I'm not scared." And then I watched it at home alone, and I was scared out of my fucking mind. Yeah, I don't get scared at movies. Well, I haven't. I wish that a I did a lot, but like the and then recently when we saw Suspiria, the new Suspiria. Um, oh, I gotta rewatch that. When uh, when the old man like walks home with his ex wife, and then yeah. she vanishes, and they come screaming out of the place and grab him, like, oh my god, that's good. There's the real Gary. Well, another Cage Club revisit, which wow. we barely talked about the movie. Sorry, y'all. I mean, that's a really good movie, though. I I 
you know, I would say everyone just go watch Army of One. You don't want us talking over it. Enjoy it. Come back next month for Gone in 60 Seconds and The Boy in Blue. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Yeah. I did not get bingo. Email mailbag at cageclub.me. Cageclub.me. Facebook.com slash cageclub at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. You really did a number on my Sorry about that. (laughs) Get fidgety, but I'll buy you back one. Oh, no, it's fine. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven spots. No bingo for me, as usual. Post Sasso. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that you're that guy and you get played by Nicolas Cage? Amazing. Maybe one day I'll get I'll get played by Weston Cage. That's <laughs> the best I could hope for. Oh boy. This is a credit scene that we cannot skip through, really. No, because it's the movie's still going. It's like Guardians 2, where there's like all these mid-credit scenes. My theater was not happy that there was nothing after Endgame. I was like, what do you want? Oh. Kyle you, want, and- you want like a Mysterio scene? Like, what are you looking for? <laughs> Kyle, I know, I really felt like that was the end of something. Like, it felt very conclusive. I did not need something leading me on after that. I, I, well, it was a sound. You know, there's a, you heard the sound. Yeah, the sound yeah, there. yeah. Well, Kyle, well, we sat just to sort of compose ourselves because I couldn't drive. First of all, I was sitting for like three hours and 30 minutes with the trailers. Yep. So I couldn't stand for a minute. And I needed to take some time to sort of compose myself uh, at the end of that movie. Yeah. We'll come back in two weeks for Gone in 60 Seconds. Cageclub.me, poke around, download our bingo card, check out our episode 82 of this movie, and yes, we'll see yes, you in two yes. weeks. Thank you, thank you. Bye.